At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is the Detroit City Cast with Dan Leach, presented by Bet Rivers. And welcome in, fine citizens. Happy, fantastic Friday here on the Detroit City Cast, brought to you by our great friends at Bet Rivers. Lots to get to including my spoiler-free Top Gun Maverick review. You're going to want to stick around for that. Also, some very interesting things happening as far as odds shifting and discussion nationally about the Detroit Lions. So we'll get into some of the interesting stuff there. And a big night and weekend of NBA and NHL playoff action. Last two days on the show, 8-0 and for you in the NBA and NHL. i got some more picks for you as well. So, very excited about us heading into the weekend. Plus, our golfers, two of our guys are doing great. Seamus Power and Jordan Spieth in the uh, AT&T Byron Nelson. So, hopefully, you follow me along on those. Jordan Spieth, eight under on the day. So, we record here in the early afternoon on Friday. Seamus Power, a, a solid day for him. Uh, Ryan Palmer was 10 under, though, to get to 15 under. But it's going to be a very interesting weekend. And I think Spieth's got a great chance. So, does Seamus Power. And, heck, even Lanto Griffin had a nice day as well. So lots of good stuff going on at the AT&T Byron Nelson. Let's take a trip first to the Motown betting window brought to you by Bet Rivers. And listen, it's a long ball weekend at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. You can win a $25 free bet whenever your players go deep or punch out. To earn the free bet, place a $25 bet on any player to hit a home run in each game of the weekend's Yankees-White Sox series. You must make the home run bet in all three games of the series to earn the free bet, terms and conditions apply. See the site for details. Will the wind blow out of the south side this weekend? Make your bets today on the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com. Must be 21, playable in Michigan only. 
gambling problem, call 1-800-270-7117. And all I got to tell you is this. The Detroit Tigers stink. I'm sorry I gave you them as a play earlier in the week. They lose 4-5 or five to the Oakland A's. They actually were down 3-0, of course, yesterday in the first. Came all the way back, tied the game. They gave them a two-run dinger in the top of the eighth inning and lose for the fourth time in five days to the, I guess I could call them the lowly A's because they started off okay. And really, one of the they're the worst by batting average hitting team in Major League Baseball. The team average is like 204. The Tigers actually five or six spots ahead batting average-wise. He's even as bad as the Tigers have been. But we're going to stay away from giving out Tigers plays. I'm only giving a couple of them. We've, we've won a couple earlier in the year. But they're just such a bad team right now. They're scuffling. Uh, so many issues hitting. And they just cannot. The bullpen's been great for the majority of the season. But it doesn't matter because the Tigers either are, are losing when the bullpen comes in. They can't. Let's say the game's tied like it was yesterday. They give up a, a bad single or home run. And, and the, the, the bullpen can only do so much when your team can't hit in the later innings. Tonight, though, we'll, we'll look right at this game with the Orioles as the Tigers get into it. 9-23, and 23, the Orioles were looked at as being one of the worst teams in baseball, too. The Orioles right now have five more wins than the Tigers. And it's Lyles, who's 2-2, two and two, uh, 4.05 ERA for Baltimore. Rodriguez for the Tigers, the opening day starter. He's 0-2 with a 4.50 ERA. And right now at Bet Rivers, the Tigers minus 141. Like I said, yesterday and, and throughout this ace series, Tigers should be... A, more of a minus 115 favorite against anybody right now, even the Oakland A's or the Orioles. But tonight, minus 141 on this warm night in Detroit. Maybe the balls will be jumping out of Comerica Park and the Tigers and get that offense at least a little back on track. Orioles plus 123 on the comeback. Tigers minus 1.5, plus 143 on the run line. And the Orioles plus 1.5, minus 180 on their run line. The total 7.5 over minus 115 and the under Minus 104. No selection whatsoever. If anything, the way the Tigers have been playing, the value obviously is taking the Orioles plus 123, but it's not like the Orioles are a great team right now. They got more wins than the Tigers, but definitely a stay away. And we'll we'll monitor this series for you throughout the weekend and get in, in, into more discussion about what the Tigers could look forward to hopefully uh, next week. And, and I talked about this earlier this week on the show. The one thing that should give you hope if you're a Tigers fan is that that bullpen has been so good. I know they gave up the two-run shot yesterday against Oakland, but for the majority of the season, they've been the best ERA in baseball, best ERA in the American League, floating up and down and, and back and forth between those two different distinctions. And, you know, the Yankees have taken over them with, with total ERA uh, in both ba- overall in baseball and in the American League. But the Tigers' bullpen is good enough that if Detroit can start hitting, that if they've got a three-run lead getting into the sixth or seventh inning, if they've got a, a one- or two-run lead in the eighth or the ninth, that the bullpen can win games for them. The problem is the Tigers can't hit. I jokingly tweeted yesterday that when the Tigers were uh, had a chance to get back-to-back hits, that it, what was the last time that happened? In the Eisenhower administration, it's just been such a slog for this offense. They ended up doing it later in the game when they tied it up 3-3. But boy, it has just been tough to watch. You, you know, you're looking at the, you know, the, watching the TV broadcast, at least that was yesterday and the day before. It seems like there's three or 4,000 people at Comerica. This is not what we expected. We know it's early in the season, and I, you wasn't expecting 20, 30, 40,000, obviously, uh, as the Tigers are trying to get back on track and become a contending team under A.J. Hinch with all those, these good young players and guys like Javi Baez and Austin Meadows and obviously Torkelson. But th- you expected the Tigers to get you a little excitement 
early in the season in April and May and get some at least decent crowds out there. We had the Miguel Cabrera 3,000 hit excitement, but that obviously is over now. And there's like nobody going to watch this team. And I, I don't blame you. I mean, it's frustrating, but it's it's also sad because that's all we got going on in Detroit right now. Of course, Pistons, no playoffs. Wings, no playoffs. Lions, and we're going to get to what the Lions stuff, as I mentioned later in the show, and also the schedule release. There's excitement about that, but that's coming up in, in August and September. So the Tigers are the team to get this city, you know, locally through the summer. I mean, it's not like anyone's really excited about the Michigan Panthers who are playing in Alabama anyway. And it has been absolutely brutal. So hopefully things can start turning around, at least in some small way or fashion, and get a little more excitement here in the Motor City about a Tigers team that I thought would definitely have a, a chance to maybe flirt with one of the low wild cards and be a possible playoff team for the first time in years. So right now it's looking like this team could lose over 100 games. A lot of things got to change before they even have a chance of thinking about a wild card. All right, let's take a look at the NBA action on this fine Friday night. We got two games. Uh, both these series could end tonight. You have Milwaukee with that huge... We gave you Milwaukee plus 5.5. They won the game outright a couple days ago. That was a huge win for them in game number 5. Now they go back to Milwaukee and they could close out the Celtics. Celtics kind of melted down at the end of that game. The Bucks minus 1.5. Both sides are minus 110. Uh, Money line Milwaukee minus 121. Celtics plus 102. And the total 212.5. Over minus 110. Under minus 112. And taking a look... At where we are at with this right now, as far as the splits go at Bet Rivers, uh, you know, you look at the, the Bucks right now, 87% of the money is on the money line for Milwaukee, just 12% for the Celtics, and you've got 73% of the money on the spread for Milwaukee, 26% of the money on the spread for Boston, 84% of the money on the under, and 15% of the money on the over as far as total number of tickets go 60% of the total tickets on the Bucks spread or money line excuse me 39% of the total money on the Celtics spreads a little closer there obviously when it comes down to just overall tickets on the smaller bets uh when you look at you know the overall number amount of tickets and you always want to look for disparities as we've discussed on the show as well when it comes to you know if you, you see way more uh percentage of you know, money or bets on, on a, or way, I'm sorry, way more percentage of action on the money line or, or overall money as far as as many tickets are, are put in. You can obviously see the way that it works that way and maybe make a, a, a good decision based on how you want to, you know, ta- tackle this game. If you're seeing big disparities as far as number of tickets as opposed to a percentage of money. Uh, for the spread, though, 58% of the total tickets are on the box, 41% of the spread money. Uh, Ticket-wise is on uh, Boston. And then as far as the total tickets on the total, this is where it does go, you know, kind of sideways. As I mentioned, 84% of the money was on the under. Just 45% of the tickets are on the under. And 54% of the tickets are on the over as opposed to 15% of the money. So that's a little disparity there where it's a lot more even than the, you know, the overall money on the under there. And you see a lot more tickets on the over especially compared to how many, uh, you know, the percentage of money was on the over, the 15% in this game. And the way that I'm tackling this is, to me, basketball is all about momentum. We've talked a lot about the zigzag theory and about going with a team that might win one game and then going with the other team the next game based on how certain things are going and there's no major injuries. After Boston collapsed at the end of game number five, I to me, all the momentum is in the Bucks side. I'm, I'm taking the Bucks 
for a full unit tonight. I'm going to lay the 121 instead of worrying about laying the, the minus one and a half. Uh, because, you know, what if the Bucs win, win this game by a point? And I, I gave you the disparity there in the total, and it seems like the play, I mean, the public obviously is on the under. To me, I think there's a play on the over tonight. So I got a half you to play on the over to 12 and a half because obviously if Boston's struggling or, you know, it's close, but they're not winning late in this game, they're going to foul like crazy, and that could, that could push the total over. So half you to play on the over, but a full you to play on the Bucks minus 121. I think they wrap it up tonight and beat a Celtics team that a lot of people thought could win the NBA title. But that game five... Uh, you know, crap job at the end really hurt their chances. I think the Bucs getting the job done tonight. Big game for the Greek freak and his supporting cast as well. Then the night game. How about the Grizzlies up by 55 at one point during game number five? Of course, no John Moran, but now they're back to Golden State. Some people are saying, uh, Golden State just wanted to win the, the series at home. NBA teams don't think like that. They're not, oh, we'll just take this game off and win it at home. Not when you're playing a team like the Grizzlies, either with or without John Moran. But now it's back in Golden State. Uh, they can close out this series. Warriors minus eight right now. Bet Rivers minus 114. Grizzlies plus eight minus 107. Money line Golden State minus 375. Grizzlies plus 290. And the total 218 and a half over minus 112. And the under minus 109. Here are the splits on the Grizzlies and Warriors as far as percentage of money. 90, no surprise here. 98% of the money line money uh, is on Golden State. Just 1.7% on Memphis. 93% of the spread money is on Golden State, just 6% on Memphis, and 61% of the under money uh, is where we're at right now with this game, and 38% of the money is on the over. As far as percentage of tickets go, 80% of the tickets uh, is on the Golden State Warriors money line, 19% on the Grizz, 26% of the total tickets on the under, and 73% of the total tickets on the over. So we have another disparity there uh, when it comes to percentage of tickets and percentage of money. And then 61% of the total tickets on the Golden State Warriors spread, minus eight, 38% on the Grizzlies. And, you know, I gave you the Grizzlies uh, a couple games ago when they were getting the points and they ended up covering. Uh, I, I I think you look at it like this. You know, it's desperation. Yes, there's no John Morant. Looks like he's done for the rest of the season, but it's, it's a lot of points. It's a closeout game. The Grizzlies just, just absolutely blasted. Golden State in game number five. I think Golden State's going to win this game and end the series, but I'm going to take the eight points for a half unit play and lay the reduced juice at Bet Rivers. So plus eight on the Grizzlies, half unit play, minus 107. I'm going to stay away from the total. I think the total is right where it should be. I mentioned, obviously, we had that disparity as far as, uh, you know, overall number of tickets. We had, uh, you know, way more on the over than we had way more of the money on the under. I think that total is right where it should be, and I don't really have a feel either way, so I'm going to stay away from that uh, as it stands right now. But definitely a half unit play on the Grizzlies, plus eight. Let's take a look at the National Hockey League. We have hit the last four games I've given you in the National Hockey League, and now we've got three games in all, and three of these series could end, or we could see three series go to a game seven. How about the Rangers and Penguins? Sidney Crosby with some injury issues. This game back in Pittsburgh with them trying to close the series out. The Rangers got it done in game number five. And remember, everything kind of changed after Crosby uh, got hurt in the second period. Now the Rangers are favored on the road with the Crosby injury issues. Minus 127, Penguins plus 108. Rangers on the puck line, minus 1.5, plus 190, plus 1.5 for the Penguins, minus 235. And the total, 6.5 over, plus 102 under minus 121 and to me 
This is just a real tricky game. I'm going to stay away from it. I, I gave you the Rangers winning this series before the playoffs started, and they've got a great chance to get this to a Game 7. But to me, with the Sidney Crosby issues and just the way this, the fact this game is in Pittsburgh, I'm going to stay away from this. Uh, but I do believe the Rangers have a great chance to get this back to Madison Square Garden, where they've had home games for the Rangers in the playoffs for the first time in five years, uh, and get a Game 7 coming up later this weekend. How about the Panthers? We gave you the Panthers a couple days ago as well. Uh, now they get a chance to close out the series in Washington. Florida on the road up 3-2, minus 167 on the money line. Caps plus 143. Puck line, Florida minus 1.5, plus 132. Capitals plus 1.5, minus 157 on the puck line. And the total, 6.5, over minus 134, under my, uh, plus 114. For me, I mean, I was looking at the, the possible value of taking... The Panthers minus one and a half plus 132 because I believe they're going to win this game. And if let's say Washington's down two or three goals late, might pull the goalie, could get, or let's say they're down a goal or two late, could pull the goalie with five or six minutes left because it's their season on the line. And you could see a Panther two or three uh, or even beyond goal win. But to me, I, I just, I'm going to stay away from this game. I think the Panthers win it tonight. But Washington has played some really good hockey at times in this series. And, you know, they definitely could win this game and, and get it to a game number seven. Uh, so I'm looking at all the different sides in the total. And I just, nothing nothing really looks appealing to me value-wise. And like I said, you know, just bet to bet. So we're going to stay away from this one. But I do believe Florida will win this series, whether it's tonight or over the weekend. I definitely would take Florida uh, on the puck line in game number seven in Florida if that happened. I think they'd win that game maybe even three to nothing or four to one or something like that. And then the, my Calgary Flames gave you those the other night as well. Uh, I have Calgary and Toronto in the Stanley Cup Finals, so I'm not going to go away from them right now. But they are back in Dallas up 3 2. They can end this series, or Dallas can set it to a game seven. Flames minus 167. Stars plus 143. Puck line Calgary minus 1.5 plus 163. Stars plus 1.5 minus 195 on the puck line. And the total 5.5 over plus 112. Under minus 134. This has not been a series that has had a ton of goals scored. But to me, the play in this game is the over. I think that with Dallas, you know, they're going to take some chances. You might see some early goals in this game. Uh, I feel like the over 5.5 is the player. So a half unit for me uh, on the over 5.5 plus 112. I looked at the Flames puck line. Great value, minus 1.5 plus 163. But it's on the road. It's a closeout game. Dallas is going to throw everything in the kitchen sink at them. And Dallas has played some really good hockey. And we've seen some very good goaltending. That's why the total is one of the, you know, it's been around 5.5 most much of the series. But I think tonight you're going to see a lot more goals. So I like the over with the value there, 5.5 over plus 112. All right, there you go. That's a trip to the Motown betting window. And I wanted to give you the other boosts for the weekend right now at Bet River. So we got some stuff tonight and some stuff over the weekend. Uh, Zach Reinke record over two and a half strikeouts versus the Rockies. That's a new bet boosted to minus 104. Clayton Kershaw to record over six and a half strikeouts versus the Phillies. That was plus 102. Now it's plus 115. Alec Bre uh, Alex Bregman to record over uh, half RBI versus the Nationals. A new bet boosted to one, plus 160. Bat Flip Friday. Any two play, uh, players to hit a home run of these, uh, Byron Buxton, Manny Machado, J.D. Martinez, Mike Trout. So any of those two, was I like this one, by the way, value-wise. Plus 340, now 4 to 1 at plus 400. And the NBA, closeout parlay. Bucks and Warriors both to win to close out their series. That was plus 132, now plus 145. And Giannis Antetokounmpo to score over 15.5 points in both halves versus the Celtics. That was plus 125. 
now plus 135. It's another one that I think has some decent value for you. I think Giannis has a big game tonight. Also in the NHL, closeout parlay. Penguins, Panthers, and Flames all to win. So all the teams that have a chance to close out their series, uh, they all win, including overtime. That was plus 406. Now it is plus 430. And don't forget this over the weekend. Today you log into Bet Rivers and bet 25 bucks on a player to hit home run in each game and receive a $25 bet. Free bet. Uh, also, you can place a three $10 or more same-game parlays each round of the NHL playoffs to receive a free $10 bet. Tomorrow, log into Bet Rivers or the app, and you bet $25 on the player to hit the home run in each game, receive a $25 free bet. Remember, you got to do it all series long on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Also, uh, you know, you've got every Saturday at uh, BetRivers.com, you bet $25 on a Major League Baseball same-game parlay, and you receive a $10 free bet, and that doesn't get any better. Anytime you can collect these free bets, it's what it's all about. It just adds to the profitability, adds to your bottom line, and gives you a chance when you definitely have boosts and, and profit boosts, all the different things that BetRivers offers. just adds to your winnings, and that's what we love here on the CityCast. All right, that is a trip to the Motown betting window brought to you by our great friends at BetRivers. We're going to talk Top Gun Maverick and some really interesting stuff that we're hearing and seeing and odds movement with the Detroit Lions getting set for their 2023 season. The official schedule's out, so we'll run through that quickly. Lions only with one prime, well, not even primetime game, one nationally televised game as it stands out, Thanksgiving versus the Bills, which should be super tasty. But they could have a primetime game week eight, uh, 18 uh, with the Green Bay Packers in Lambeau based on if it's for you know the division or flexed or whatever. But it looks like right now the Lions are only going to have one nationally televised game. I thought they'd have at least two or maybe three, a Thursday night or a Sunday nighter, but nope, they will not with their new man, Aiden Hutchinson, and uh, of course, Jamison Williams, uh, hopefully later uh, in the season, uh, will be able to, to play for this team, but uh, the Lions, even on hard knocks this year, one nationally televised game, was definitely surprised about that. We're getting to all that coming up next, right here on the Fantastic Friday edition of the Detroit CityCast, brought to you by our great friends at Bet Rivers. Baseball is here and Bet Rivers has a special offer for you every Saturday throughout the season. Place a three-leg same-game parlay of at least 25 bucks, and you will earn a $10 free bet. With same-game parlays, you can combine player props and game bets to make your perfect combo. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Claim your offer on the Bet Rivers app or go to BetRivers.com. Must be 21, playable in Michigan only. Gambling problem, call 1-800-270-7117. So I think it's been very interesting. I mean, of course, there's a lot of excitement about the NFL, no matter where you're at. And, of course, here in Detroit with, you know, the solid draft again that Brad Holmes has had. And, you know, you look at, at just what this next season could be. And, uh, you know, some people out there, and I've talked to many of you on social media or in public, and those of you that are saying the Lions are going to win 10, 11, 12 games, I mean, you're being nuts. It's no secret. I'm a huge Lions fan and definitely could maybe think the Lions are going to be better uh, than they, they will be in certain years. But I'm, I'm always very objective, and I, and I love them. I can still be a fan, but be objective and talk to you about them and be reasonable. I think the Lions need to look to get to six between six to seven wins at the minimum, which is double what they did last year. Could they get to seven or eight in a 17-game schedule? Sure. But it, this is not going to be a playoff team. It could be because we've seen, you know, there's a, I think it's 32 teams in the last 20 years have made the playoffs that did not make the playoffs the year before. So you're getting an average of four teams a year 
that have not made the playoffs the year before. Plus, you have a lot of teams that go worse to first. So there's definitely possibilities, but I don't think the Lions are there yet. They need another another good draft. They need to have the draft, this, you know, the players from this year's draft, you know, develop. They got to figure out who their quarterback is because to me, yes, Jared Goff had a much better second half of the season, but this is a guy that I don't think is the, the future for this team. Yeah, I think next year you look for a C.J. Stroud or, or a, a Richardson or a Slovis. I mean, there's lots of options in next year's draft when it comes to quarterbacks that are way better. Will Levis also from Kentucky is another guy I'm looking at. So I, I think that that's where the Lions are going to find their quarterback. That being said, it doesn't mean they're not going to be a much improved team. They're on hard knocks. There's excitement and energy around this team. And they've got a schedule that can set up, which we're going to get to in a minute here as the official schedule was announced. That could set them up for obviously some tough spots in certain areas, but then some really good chances to win some games, win, you know, back-to-back games, and really maybe get their feet in front of them earlier in the season than they were able to last year and be much more competitive. I mean, they were in much of their games last year. I mean, Dan Campbell, we don't know what he is yet, and this is a big year for him, but the Lions, other than some bad decisions at times by Dan Campbell, were in the majority of their games. I mean, they were one-possession games. Obviously, that great comeback against Minnesota was phenomenal, but it's one of these things where the Lions, it wasn't like they were getting their asses kicked last year, and that was year one of a a rebuild and a brand-new regime. But uh, you're seeing a lot of discussion around the national scene, you know, national people that cover the NFL, not just here in Detroit, and also with the odds market. And, and, and we're seeing a lot of shifts that are interesting to me. And I want to start with this. And these are all bettable bet rivers as well. Dan Campbell's odds to win coach of the year. They were around 50 to 60. Some books had him higher. 50 to 60 to 70 to 1. Over the last couple of weeks, especially since the draft, you have seen those go down to third favoritism at Bet Rivers. Brian Dable's the favorite. 13 to 1, then Doug Peterson at 14 to 1. Dan Campbell and Nick Sirianni. I'm sorry, Sirianni from the Philadelphia Eagles, who happens to be the game one matchup uh, at Ford Field, are both the third favorites to win coach of the year. And also Kevin o- O'Connell is in that mix as well. So Dan Campbell has gone from 50 to 60, someplace to 70 to 1, down to 15 to 1. So now, do I think Dan Campbell is going to win coach of the year? I think it's going to be pretty tough. The Lions aren't, you know, basically a playoff team, which I don't think they're going to be as much as I want them to be in 2022. But that is something that is very interesting to me. Also, Aiden Hutchinson, he is what the favorite, along with Quay Walker and Kayvon Thibodeau, to win Defensive Rookie of the Year at six to one right now at Bet Rivers Offensive Player of the Year. Of course, we don't know when Jamison Williams is going to come back. He says he thinks he'll be ready for training camp. Uh, you got to let the doctors decide that kind of stuff. But when you look at, you know, the offensive rookie of the year odds right now at Bet Rivers, Kenny Pickett, five to one's the favorite. Uh, Brees Hall and Drake London, seven to one. Traylon Burks, Garrett Wilson, Christian Watson, Chris Olave, all eight to one. Then Kenneth Walker from Michigan State at 10 to one. Sky Moore, 12 to one. Jameson Williams right there at 13 to one. Great value there that if he gets back early in the season, if he gets back... In the first month of the season, he could definitely be good enough to be in the mix for Rookie of the Year. But you're just getting a lot of different things when it comes to the Detroit Lions that should make you feel pretty good about what's coming up this season. I don't think the Lions are going to be a playoff team. And you look at their division odds. I mean, they are the third favorite ahead of the Bears. They're actually ahead of the Chicago Bears. Packers a big favorite of the North of Bet Rivers, minus 177. And the Vikes, plus 275. And you got the Lions at 9-1. to Is there value there? There definitely could be. I mean, that line's probably only going to go down before the season starts. I don't think it's going to go up. 
but unless there's obviously some, some crazy injuries, but you look at just kind of the respect level, at least from the odds makers, uh, the lines are getting and the odds makers aren't always right. But I just think it's been interesting to hear and, and see some people write. Nationally, the Lions could be a surprise team this year. I know we've seen this before, uh, but it's just, it's one of those things where the Lions are doing things the right way. They're going to be on hard knocks. They're going to get some buzz from that. There's a lot of, obviously, energy with Dan Campbell, a lot of energy in that locker room. Hutch is going to bring a ton of, of energy and passion on the defensive line. Uh, you know, Jameson Williams seems like a character on the offensive side of the ball. So you got two your two top drafted rookies that are going to bring a lot of flair to you as well and, and bring uh, some excitement to the team. Also, as far as the odds on uh, Bet Rivers for the Lions to make the playoffs right now, we've seen that actually go down a little bit. It's now the no is minus 455. It was actually closer to 500, 550, and the yes is plus 340. Lions win total still at six and a half. The over is minus 105. The under is minus 117. That's exactly where I think the win total should be. Like the Lions can win seven seven games, maybe, maybe eight, but six, seven games is what you, you want the Lions at the worst to do in 2022 after what happened in year one. Three wins and a tie, but, you know, it's the first season of a rebuild, new regime with Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell and all of his position coaches. And this year, the Lions should move forward again. And then the following season in 2023 for me, the way the NFL has been working in recent years where in three years you can really make hay, that's when the Lions should be a playoff contender. And dare I say, maybe even a contender in the division based on what Green Bay ends up becoming. If Rodgers is still around, the Bears to be still completely unproved with Justin Fields. The Vikings are kind of stuck in, in the middle right here. So this could be a very big jumping off year for the Detroit Lions. You're seeing that reflection in the odds market. Different, you know, uh, people talking about the lines around the country that this could be a team that's going to be a lot better than people think and you look at the schedule and the schedule now officially out uh when it comes to the 2022 schedule lines open up at uh ford field they have two games in a row uh first against the eagles on september 11th and right now that line at bet rivers i, I figured it would be around four and it basically opened around that it's eagles minus three and a half right now uh against the lions and that week one line you can of course bet that at bet rivers then week two it'll be washington at ford field at the Vikings week three, these are all one o'clock games. Home for the Seahawks in week four, no Russell Wilson, of course. And then two big road games, two tough road games. Obviously, the Patriots aren't what they were to Tom Brady, but Mac Jones made him a playoff team last year. Uh, October 9th at the Patriots, following week at the Cowboys. Or I'm sorry, following game, but there's a bye in between there. Lions will have a bye in week number six on October uh, 16th. And then after that bye, they'll play the Cowboys uh, those back-to-back -back road games over three different weeks. Then the Lions come home for two home games in a row. December, uh, the night before Halloween, uh, the Dolphins on October 30th, and then the Packers on November 6th, at the Bears on November 13th, then at the Giants on November 20th, then that game against the Bills at Ford Field on Thanksgiving. That should be a hell of a game, and that's exactly the kind of team you want in there to prove that you're able to hang with one of the better teams in football and one of the favorites to win the Super Bowl on Thanksgiving. That's the Lions' only uh, nationally televised game as it stands right now. And then you've got back-to-back -back home, or actually three home games in a row. Bills Thanksgiving, Jaguars December 4th, Vikings December 11th. That could be, if the Lions find a way to beat the Bills, they could win three in a row there, and maybe that gets them to seven wins. Maybe that gets them close to eight wins. I don't think they're going to be flirting with the playoffs, but that's a big part of the schedule. Then they're on the road back-to-back -back games at the Jets and at the Panthers. I think that Jets game is winnable. The Panthers game could be a little tougher. And then home for the Bears on January 1st and the Packers time is to be announced, but it will be on January 8th. Preseason, by the way, at Colts and at Steelers 
that's where it's at right now uh, with the preseason action. Uh, just two preseason games uh, these days. In, or I'm sorry, there's going to be one preseason game before that uh, that will be announced. And right now you've got the, the Colts and the Steelers on the schedule for the preseason on the road. Uh, but that's where the lines are at when it comes to the 2022 schedule. I look at, you know, I've gone through this and it's obviously super early, but I see around seven wins. I think that's kind of the target right now. I think they could beat teams like Jacksonville, beat Minnesota in Detroit, beat Chicago in Detroit, possibly go on the road and, you know, beat a team like Minnesota or Chicago. I don't think they're going to beat both those teams at home and road, but this is uh, this is going to be a very interesting 2022 season for the Lions. I think there's going to be a lot of excitement and a lot of things to cheer about, but a lot of ways to make money with some of these future markets. Like I mentioned, you look at the Dan Campbell odds going way down in Hutchinson, Jameson Williams, win total, you know, all the different things that we'll talk about uh, throughout the next several months leading in to the season. All right, take a quick break, come right back, and I'll give you my spoiler-free Top Gun Maverick review. You're not going to want to miss this. What a hell of a movie that comes straight ahead on the Fantastic Friday edition of the Detroit CityCast. Brought to you by Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers Sportsbook is offering new customers a deposit match up to $250 when you sign up today. In addition to their welcome bonus, Bet Rivers has daily and ongoing promotions that can provide extra value. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com today to sign up. Must be 21, playable in Michigan only. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 270 7117. The Top Gun Maverick spoiler-free review is here for you. It is no secret that Top Gun was one of the great movies of the 80s, a a, a perfectly made studio blockbuster in the old theme and, and feel of what those used to be like. We don't see those as much anymore. But Top Gun 2 Maverick that comes out 36 years after the original. And it was actually, the, the film, the, the filming was completed a few years ago. And obviously with the pandemic and other delays, it was delayed I think five or six different times. But it'll be out later this month. And I got a chance to go to the press screening uh, earlier in the week. And I, and I got to tell you, and I will, I, whatever I do, as you know, maybe you're listening to this show for the first time. Whenever I do a movie review, it's always going to be spoiler free. I would never ruin anything for anybody. I don't even read reviews myself before I go see a movie. Because a lot of times I reviews uh you know myself as well but i don't want to have any you know preconceived notions and know anything my dad will like try to ruin things for me sometimes not on purpose he's like did you see like this is going to be this crazy thing that i'm like dad don't tell me but i'll just tell you this whether you're a huge fan of the original like i was i've seen it like 150 times whether you've never seen the original like my dad and other friends of mine that i was shocked to never seen the original or you just love movies you are going to love top gun maverick it is First off, for the fans of the original like me, it is the perfect sequel. It harkens back to the original, but also is it stands on its own. It has such huge heart. Tom Cruise is, you know, love him or hate him. I don't know why you would hate him, but he's the world's biggest movie star. And this might be, this might be one of the best turns of his acting career. He was just that good. And the music with Hans Zimmer here at Faltzmeyer, the great new song by Lady Gaga, the cast they brought together with Miles Teller and, you know, this great young, you know, new group of young hotshot pilots. The way that the plot heaves and hoes and 
twists itself several different times. Joseph Kaczynski, the guy that directed Tron Legacy and, and one of my great young favorite directors, did a brilliant job of marrying the old with the new. A great story. And it's it's just a movie that you're going to leave standing up and cheering, a huge smile on your face. It's what we need right now. If this doesn't bring people back to the movies, I don't know what will. But it's it's a perfect sequel. And like I said, while it's a perfect sequel that leads back into the past, but also goes straight into the future and is its own, it stands on its own. Some people, and I actually, at the screening, some of the media I was talking to, thought it was better than the original Top Gun. I'm not going to go there because they're, they're, they're similar, but they're very different in different eras of movie making. But they're both, you know, tentpole summer blockbusters in the greatest stead. And I'm not going to compare the original with this new one, but they're both brilliant. And the way that you feel watching this movie and the aerial scenes that are all practically done with cameras, I mean, they were flown. I've heard a lot of different interviews and read a lot about this, whether it's Monica Barbero who plays Phoenix and, uh, you know, Call Sign Phoenix and obviously Tom Cruise and Miles Teller and many of the other uh, actors that are in the fight, you know, fighter pilot scenes. They film these, they're real. They had people obviously helping them, but there's no, it's not CGI. And you've got to see it in a theater, preferably IMAX. And it is just incredible. It is pulsating. It is, you know, heart race inducing to see these scenes in the F-18s and to see what they were able to do to film these things with the cameras and the cockpits and just the incredible aerial, you know, showdowns between these planes. It is just phenomenal. I give it an A+. An absolute A-plus. It's one of the best movies and the most fun movies I've seen in at least a decade. And I could not be more excited to see what many of you, as you go see it, will think. I think this is going to be universally acclaimed. It's going to make a ridiculous amount of money. I do believe it will bring a lot of people back to the theater. You know, my dad hasn't wanted to go back to the theater a lot because he's still nervous about COVID. And I get it. But movies like this will bring people like that back to the theater. Yeah, you want to wear a mask? Go for it. Whatever gets you to the theater... Because these are the kind of movies that we don't get that often that are not only, you know, huge movies that bring a tremendous amount of anticipation, but deliver and deliver like in spades. So this is just one of the times, one of those rare times where a movie not only meets but exceeds its expectations. Yeah, it might have been almost 40 years since the movie came out, but it was worth the freaking wait. Run, don't walk or fly. To see Top Gun Maverick as soon as it comes out. I absolutely loved it. And that's going to do it for us here today on the Fantastic Friday edition of the Detroit City Cast. Until next time, keep reaching for the stars. Believe in the dream. Have a beautiful weekend, everybody. The weather's great out there. The Squatch, Dan Leach, is out.